Welcome to the Rumple and the Frog Show for Stitchers. I'm Rumple. And I'm the Frog. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> ah, that was awesome. I have more to say than that. <laughs> Keep going. This is showbiz, baby. Keep going. <laughs> All right. It's your cue, your line. Honestly, you're going to make me start there. We got to back up. What? No. I got to edit this. <laughs> no. Just leave it all. Don't take anything out. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll splice some of that anyway. Okay. So, ready? Providing uh-huh. you also. <laughs> providing you with an enchanting escape oh. of stitches and stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we are so glad that you've joined us for fairy tales, fiber tales, and conversation Ugh. about our most favorite thing. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Yarn! <laughs> we did it. We did it. Oh my gosh. I am laughing so hard. It feels really oh, good. Good. And all those chemicals <laughs> that happen when you laugh hard like that. Oh, oh. and I shut the document down. Oh, uh, and I'm oh. drive. It's, it's all stuff. good. I'm looking it's, at the wrong Google Drive. It's all good. Okay. I got it together now. <laughs> Ooh, so fun. I love uh, laughing that hard. It feels amazing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so oh. today's episode will be a little bit different than our usual full episodes because we're wrapping up the season. So mm-hmm. after unwrapping presents, now we mm-hmm. are wrapping up the season and preparing for the year ahead. Yeah. So today we're going to be reflecting on the past almost year of episodes and what we've been doing all that time. And we're going to be looking forward to what's in store for future episodes. Mm -hmm. And we think it's going to be pretty bright. Awesome. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is we first sort of want to reflect before we look ahead. Sound good? Yeah. A little absolutely fibery year in review. Mm-mm. So we've been chatting <laughs> over coffee, which is me. I'm so jacked up right now. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I know I can trick myself with these tiny mugs that I like to drink out of. How many mm. tiny mugs of coffee have I had? Um, let's let's guess four. Yep. Really? Oh my <laughs> gosh. How many tiny mugs does it mm. take for you to equal one average size mug? Mm, that's a good question. Probably two. So, yeah, you've had a lot of coffee. I've had a lot of caffeine. And my coffee is decaf because I went – What? I, I went caffeine-free. Uh, I just still drink decaf, though. When did you drop caffeine? Uh, it was, I don't know, a few months ago. And I quit it cold turkey. Ooh, Worst decision ever. Yeah, I bet you were fun to be around. No, it was awful. <laughs> it was about – a week and a half of terrible headaches. Like I I was like, is this the coffee or is this something else? Like, is there something wrong with me? And then one day, poof, it stopped. And I was like, okay. So I occasionally still have um, regular coffee, but well, that's not true. Like half and half caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. But half, 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 half. And so then lots of milk. For being so goofy this morning, then. Well, because. Why <laughs> <Just> not? Because. <clears throat> because. because. Well, because this is our season closing episode. We've got a lot of exciting things to talk about now, and we have lots of exciting things coming up. And Somebody I'm just jazzed. Excellent. 
You jazz. You jazz Fetus. without caffeine. Natural jazz. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've found that now I'm off it. That's good. It's all like I feel good about my choice. So Yeah. Well, I support yeah. that. Well, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So we are going to discuss, uh, we're going to reflect on a few of our favorite things. I know it's so tempting to sing the song. So it looks like looking at our list here, it seems like we both have some favorite projects, some favorite fibers, some favorite yeah. toys and tools and things like yes. that. So yeah, you want to go first? Yeah. Do you want to jump back and forth? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. What you got? What's your first one? So I'm starting off with my cozy Tunisian sampler, mm. which is my... I think the pattern name is the Tunisian crochet sampler shawl. Mm-hmm. We'll link to these things in the show notes. Um, yep. But this was my first really major Tunisian project. And each section of the shawl, it's a triangular shawl. And like it's divided into sections of different Tunisian stitches. Mm-hmm. So you work a handful of rows in this stitch and then you switch, but you also switch colors as you um, progress. And I am realizing I didn't bring it with me to show you. I, I oh, know I you've know seen it before. It was all the um, rage at knitting with sheep. That's right. You people like, like what is this thing? People ask you about it. And I wonder if those are people who didn't even know what Tunisian crochet is. Cause it is yeah. kind of, it kind of blows your mind when you see it. You're like, yeah, that's cause it's confusing knitting, and that's not crochet crochet. What is yeah. that? Yeah. It's <clears throat> Tunisian crochet. It is on that's um, on my bucket list. That's definitely on my bucket list of techniques to learn. I really, really like Tunisian. It's been an interesting adventure. I've been finding myself doing lots of it and I it's kind of my bedside knitting these days. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, so that is one of my favorite completed projects for this last year. And um it's like one of those things, so it's knit with Malabrigo, which is one of my favorite yarns. I mm-hmm. have never been disappointed with Malabrigo yarn. Their colors right. are just, uh, I love They're them. They're stunning. They're so saturated. Yeah. Even the even when you're going for like a pastel or an earthy natural muted palette, the mm-hmm. colors are just amazing. There's one I have in mind that I, I'm always like, I'm going to pick that up and I never have. <laughs> It's like, it might even be called like Dusty Rose. Mm, that sounds familiar. It's like a yeah. really sort of a peachy blush. Oh, it's amazing. But for such yeah. a muted tone though, it's it's just yeah. really, really pretty. Good stuff. Mm, good stuff, Malabrigo. Yeah. So, no one's going to argue with that. Oh, no. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who <laughs> was like, oh, Malabrigo, Ew, hate that, that away one. from me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Who is that? If you're one of those people, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, that's the same person who from our previous episode doesn't like cookies. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this person is just a, just a don't villain. tell me. Talk to me, chat with me, but don't tell me these things about right. yourself. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so yeah, that's one of my favorite finished objects, and I use it frequently, and it's super cozy and really fun and interesting, and mm-hmm. one of those things that I would make again um for the heck of it because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it that much so awesome yeah now about, talk to me oh. about Tunisian crochet for a hot second so if you're mm-hmm. somebody whose crochet skills hmm, 
someone <laughs> like me perhaps <clears throat> are very novice. Yeah. Right. And I haven't even really delved into really crocheting a project. I used it more for finishing work or for some kind mm -hmm. of join or something like that. Would Tunisian crochet be even appropriate to consider? Or if you're a knitter who's never crocheted, is it a nice midway point or is it a totally different species and you can't even compare it to, it's not a bridge to crochet at all, really? So here's my thought. I think Tunisian is a really interesting beast because I think you could have no knitting or crochet experience and get into it and be successful. Mm -hmm. I think if you're coming from a knitter's side, you have advantages in some regard because in Tunisian, you build up stitches on one long needle. So having right. those stitches under your hand is a very particular feeling that most crocheters, if they're not knitting as well, mm -hmm. aren't used to that feeling. Yep. yep. And then for crochet, if you have even the most basic crochet skills. So when I say most basic, I mean, you can make a chain mm -hmm. and you can do single crochet. If you can do those two things. And even if you don't, that I think just gives you an advantage. Right. Right. So honestly, <clears throat> I think if you're already a knitter or already have basic crochet skills, Tunisian crochet is not a leap by any stretch of the imagination. I think it would be a relatively simple jump over the crack in the steps. <laughs> like you yeah. could do it. Absolutely. Um, and I really think, I mean, I really think, cause, okay. So backstory, I taught Stella, my daughter, mm -hmm. when she was eight to do Tunisian crochet. And it was more natural to her than regular crochet or knitting because there's one hook building up your stitches and there's this thing in Tunisian called return pass, which the right side of the work in Tunisian crochet is always facing you. Right. I think that for whatever reason, just it's like knitting in the round almost. It's, yep. There's this really simple flow and it's back and forth, but it's always facing you. You're never turning your work. Well, I don't, that's right. not necessarily true. Perhaps I don't, I'm not a expert in Tunisian. So if you do turn your work, I don't know about that yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I haven't come across anything that you turn the work. So if you do, I'm just not aware of it as all. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you could totally do it. I'm sure. I want to try it. I love the you fabric should. that it builds, the textures, and it's sturdy yeah. too. Yep. Um, super fun. I don't know. Oh. So tell me before, I know I don't want to linger too long in Tunisian crochet, oh. but I am okay. like obsessed with Tunisian <laughs> crochet from a distance. I, I have a crush on it, I guess. Aww. So then what resources your, as somebody who is knitting and crochet background, what resource did you go to for hmm. okay. autodidact so that you are with Tunisian crochet? I have two places. Uh, one, I have a book. I will have to look it up. Um, let me look it up right now. I think it's called the Tunisian Crochet Workshop. Hang on, mm -hmm. though. I'm going to look it up, though, right now. Um, well, we'll link to this, too. Yeah, the Tunisian Crochet Workshop. It's a book. Um, excuse me. And <clears throat> it is 
really bright and colorful and simple, but takes you past simple if you want that. Okay. Um, it's by Michelle Robinson. And I can lend you this book so you can get started if you want and kind of see what you think. Yeah. But that's a really, really great resource that I have in my personal library. Um, and sometimes I'll just refer to it for, hmm, this isn't doing what I thought it would. Why not? And I'll just look in there and kind of get an idea of what mm-hmm. the heck I'm doing. And then the other resource is YouTube. Of course. Yep. I really find YouTube highly valuable, um, especially right now with being home. Yep. Um, yep. But my mm-hmm. other, my last thing to say would be, of course, if you, it's available to you and open your local yarn shop. If mm-hmm. the um, folks there do Tunisian crochet um, and you have that opportunity, I would say that's a really good resource as well. But um, I know that's challenging at times right now. So yeah. Yep. So yeah, that book uh, though is a really, really fun book. So I'll have to lend you that one though. So you can kind of see some of cool. the possibilities because there's yeah. some really cool things in there. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So what do you have for us? What's one of your favorite things from this year? So I think one of my favorite projects was the Rainbow Shrug, which was a sample hanging in our local yarn shop, Knit and Pearls. Yeah. um, By the beautiful Unique Earth Yarns and the Worsted Mm -hmm. Weight. Um, I loved that project. It was quick. It was fun. And it was just... It had a lot of fun little things happening in it. It had fun shaping. So yeah. it had interesting shaping techniques. And it also had a really pretty, um, I can't remember what they called it, but it was like a star stitch type of pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, there was a panel of that, which gave it that sort of really three-dimensional texture. Yeah. In there. And it was just sort of addictive with the colors changing. Yeah. So I just enjoyed that yarn so much. Um, and it was a great fun little little summer project and it's one that I, I do wear it a lot so which is fun. awesome yeah because I best. have a chest full of sweaters that I <laughs> don't wear I don't know why I mean I do but not that one I would have pulled out more than once yeah so, good. Th- that was definitely my favorite sort of fiber and pattern combination yeah, yeah. yeah. and the design was by them so I didn't have yep. to do any yarn substituting thoughts or any math or any you which know which is sometimes just really nice sometimes it's really just really nice yep. go with it as written yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely my, my favorite project. Awesome. Of, uh, and that's super awesome. cute too. And I have seen you in that one. Yeah. I love it. You've worn it. I have. And I love <laughs> that it doesn't have a real closure. So it's fun to sort of grab whatever shawl pin or, you know, that's kind of fun too, to sort of accessorize it. And I made it a little bit bigger, a little longer. Um, so it wasn't as much a shrug as it was sort of like a cropped cardigan Mm, for me yeah so it was like my favorite go-to with like jeans and a solid so let me just ask you from a technical standpoint because you made it longer did you need to get more yarn than the original pattern called for or did you just out of curiosity in case yeah no that's a good question so I had three skeins of yarn for it and I realized you know maybe one or two inches before the end that I was going to have plenty of yarn left okay so that motivated me to keep going because I wanted to use the yarn and 
gotcha. get a little more, well, good. A little more length out of it. Yeah. Excellent. <clears throat> so my faves. Awesome. Definitely a I love it. of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let's see. Well, as long as I'm talking about fiber, I'll chuck in another fiber one that I have. Yes, uh, please. Of course, we're talking about fiber. Duh. <laughs> but um, I really appreciate a lot of the different knit picks bear yarns that I've tried for mm-hmm. dyeing. So I just wanted to put a plug in for that. And I've been using the Dharma Trading Company acid dyes. dyes. Yep. Um, but I have to say the the range of weights and content mm-hmm. in the knit picks line for their basis is really generous. Yeah. And I also appreciate that they are thoughtful about at-home dyers who really want to go for it, a whole sweater's worth, or maybe they have yeah. an Etsy shop or something like that. And so I think they have really good pricing on really big bags, like 20 packs and things. Yeah. Yep. I would um, agree also, with you. So I just wanted to say that I think if I didn't have such easy access to trying those different bare bases, mm-hmm. um, I would not have died as much as I did. Yeah. Um, right. And that for me also was a highlight of the year because it was a totally new, new technique. Um, yeah. That you've I been will... doing a lot mm. of yarn dyeing, which is super yeah. exciting. Really fun. And I definitely was like a pandemic thing. Like a, <laughs> at, when we first really locked down. Yeah. I had plenty of yarn. Yep. Um, but wanted to still explore other things that I felt, you know, what could I do at home? Yeah. So that was a really exciting highlight of my year for sure. And I will never, I can't imagine giving it up in any way. Like I think I'll always, yeah. always hop in the dye pod at least once, awesome. once a month or something. I just, I can't imagine not doing it. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Yeah. So I'm, I've been very appreciative of the tips and tricks that I've gotten from, from you and from Janet at Knit and Pearls. And yeah. I think, um, the Knit Picks Bear line, if anyone really wants to try it, go there. It's so affordable. Yes, it, um, it really is. Cause I've <laughs> also purchased yarn to dye from there and I have poked around at other options. And the challenge I will say for other places is that there's either minimums or yeah. if you're not getting a minimum, the price for one skein to just try it out really skyrockets. And it does. It does. So, you know, if you really just want to try one skein, yeah, you're right. It's a really – or if you do want to do tons of yarn, yeah, they're a really nice option. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are my my actual yarn faves. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well – um, I'll mention one of my favorite other projects, which our listeners will be familiar with, <laughs> um, the stocking mm. that I made for Stella that, uh, I knit and then fold. And, um, I really, I think the thing I enjoyed knitting it and making some minor alterations to suit the fox because it's originally supposed to be a little deer Mm -hmm. but my favorite thing about it the most satisfying thing was the fulling process and really that magic that happens and I will just give you a small I haven't talked to you about this and I'm not going to go in depth right now about it because it's top secret (laughs) But I think this fulling process will be finding its way into my 
um, publishing knitting pattern works Ooh. in the near future. But I have some more testing of things to do before I can really share more about that. But um, this stocking in particular was really inspiring for like really going for this other thing I want to work on that I've mm-hmm. kind of been hesitant to, I guess you could say, but um, I'm excited about that. So Ooh, that's but anyway, this, the stocking itself was like really, really fun. And the end result was super rewarding. Stella was thrilled with it. And yeah, Santa really jammed that thing full this year. Oh my gosh. Jeez. So fun. She was, uh, I think she liked that more than the stocking in the end. <laughs> it's all good that's great I love it so um that was another one but you've got some more goodies in here what else what else is on your favorite things list well I wanted to highlight again a book that I keep going back to quite a lot Mm -hmm. called alternate I know you have a copy Mm -hmm. as well this is an amazing book and if you're not familiar with it even if you're not someone who knits color work you've got to at least thumb through it yeah, Let's so you can awesome. check it out. Yeah, it's super great. So it is a modern stitch dictionary. It's by Andrea. I wonder if she says Rangel or Wrangle for her name. I've always said Wrangle. Wrangle. I subscribe R-A-N-G-L. to her newsletter, which, by the way, is, like, beautiful. So if oh, anybody's awesome. listening and likes getting email newsletters, yeah, hers is a great one. It's just so fun. It has so many uh, color work motifs and um, it has different techniques and motifs. And I have used it to design a couple original things. And one project that I made for a friend almost a year ago um, was, a, we called it the shroom cowl. It was just yes. a simple <laughs> knit cowl with a sort of um, mushroom cap design in it because she loves mushrooms. That is awesome. Um, and I just think this book is so handy. And I also recently saw on Instagram that the author, um, had posted this and I, I appreciated this as somebody who designs a little tiny bit and usually concepts rather than actual things like shaping. Like I'm more interested Mm -hmm. in the concept of the overall knit than I am shaping or or things like that. So I want to go to other people's stitch dictionaries and I want to yes. incorporate things, right? Yeah. Because I'm not designing those necessarily. So I just wanted to mention that I really appreciate, I saw on Instagram recently that she had said, um, posted a comment that she's often asked about whether or not designers can use or incorporate her designs freely. Oh, And she wrote that there's no greater compliment and there's nothing she appreciates more if someone incorporates her motifs. So then I suddenly felt liberated Yeah, because you worry about that. You know, if you're going to go to a dictionary, is that folk, is that folk knitting or does that belong to someone? Mm -hmm. How do I credit or cite it? Um, Will my submission even be considered if I'm incorporating something like that? That's not necessarily mine. Yep. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we've all seen patterns where there's like a stitch pattern that says inspired by or or derived from or whatever. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there because the sky's the limit. If you just want to do, if you have a cowl pattern you've done before. Yeah. And a color work repeat that, you know, you can get the numbers to line up. Now, I think it would get people to sort of start to imagine designing their own. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, So I appreciate her artistic generosity. Yeah. um, Yeah. 
and I just appreciate the book. So that's yes. definitely one of my faves. Of the that's year. a double win. Double win. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. That is great awesome. Book. Yeah. Love it. How about you? Oh, let's see. Oh, some spinning. Um, I really, I haven't worked with it yet, but I really love the handspun Malabrigo that I did this year. Mm -hmm. um, it was a Navajo or chain plied yarn that I spun. It's colorway glitter. And I know we talked about that on a previous episode at some point, um, but I just loved the finished yarn. I still don't know what I'm going to make with it. It feels like, to me, it feels so special that I'm being very fussy with it, I guess. And yeah. I'm like, I can't, I got to like decide what I want to do with it before I start knitting with it, which is silly because I could just, you know, frog it and start again with whatever. No. But I'm like, no, I want to really think through it and plan what I'm going to do with it. Um, but that was, that was one of my favorite things that I spun this year. So awesome. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. I love it so much. It's, and it's so soft. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be great. Like I, I said, can't wait to hear what, what you finally <laughs> decide to put it towards. Yeah. Really awesome. In the new year. <laughs> yeah. In the new year. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you have some more things for us, right? I do. I have one more maybe. So the, <clears throat> well, I just love mitered squares. I can't get enough of them. Do you? Really? I love them. <laughs> I have. I would never have known. Kindled my love affair for them. Oh. I mean, I've used them before, but something about them recently, I don't know. I just really like them so much yeah. recently. Um, <laughs> and I like them for the obvious things like a blanket. And I like mm -hmm. them for the way I seeing them. I'm seeing them. I think they're getting kind of trendy because mm -hmm. I'm seeing them incorporated into garments and things. Yeah. Um, and I've also seen, speaking of squares in general, or just kind of like modular type of knitting, I've also seen some really contemporary designs that incorporate granny squares, you know? Oh, like, for sure. So I just, I like them as a sort of, uh, foundational aspect of the fiber yeah arts you know like a sort of folk tradition an old tradition of knitting and crochet these basic building blocks which mm -hmm. is exactly what they are but I I am loving myself some mitered squares I just I... recently saw a jacket pattern a noro jacket pattern Ooh. that is very cleverly constructed with a couple of modules of mitered so I mean that's happening I'm doing that I have a book to lend you awesome. remind me that you always do. I love it. <laughs> I don't remember the exact title, but it has a lot of mitered square and modular inspiration love in it. the book. It's really, I think you'll like it. So remind me later to pull that one with the other books. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I can't wait. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm really, I'm into from this past year. I think all that'll be carried forward into the Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. How Aww. about you? Um, I am really digging my Knitter's Pride row counter ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mouthful for some reason. That's awesome. Um, I've been using it for, I mean, mostly larger projects or ones that have a lot of stock in it, but that I want to keep track of how many rows very mm -hmm. easily. Um, 
So yeah, my mom gave me that as a surprise gift a while back just for the heck of it. She is also a knitter. Um, so she gets the special tools thing. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've really been enjoying that. Um, that's, that's one of my favorite tools that I've, that's new to me, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. Um, and then the last favorite things on my list is the wool folk yarn far. Yes. And I used, I knit with it for the first time to make, um, a customer a hat and I just worked with one skein of it and I love it. I am like, really itching to buy a sweater's worth at some point and really make a sweater that I would intend to design it or follow a pattern that was for wearing every day and most situations it would be appropriate for, Mm -hmm. whether it was at home or if I were going somewhere more formal or something like that. Um, so I, that's, I think that yarn, it was just, have you ever knit with a yarn that you were just like, you fantasize about? I know. I know. I got to tell you, yarn is like the last thing I think about uh, at night. The first thing I think about in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not because I'm necessarily uh, holding my phone and scrolling through Instagram yeah. or online or getting yeah. emails. It's just literally like, literally the last thing I think about. I'm like, oh, oh I get it. And then I wake up thinking about it again. It is mm-hmm. a total, I am obsessed. Yeah. A passion. Yeah, a so passion. Yeah. yeah, I would say even though I've only worked with one skein of it, it is one of my absolute favorite things from this year. So awesome. I'm going to have to try I, it. Yeah. It's you're you'll be in trouble. Will I? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I had in to a good way, in a good way day from buying yarn. Oh, uh, oh, oh well. but yeah. Do you have one more thing that you want to share? Um, well, I was just going to mention really briefly that I did some exploration of cotton this past year and that was good for me to look at cotton and cotton linen blends and to play with that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I usually kind of shy away from it just because of hand strain. Mm. My hands get really tired when I use it. Um, but I see the potential in it, um, for specific types of projects. I've been really happy with it. So And I did procure some that's in my stash now. Mm. Um, so I definitely, I think there's cotton in my future too, but I'm glad I sort of uh, spent some time working with it and appreciating it more. Yeah. I think the trick for me will be to not blow through a whole sweater or a whole bag or whatever mm-hmm. all at once. I think I need to just, you know, have it be one of those projects that you work on a little bit and put away. And yeah, I don't know what it is about it. It's the, the tensioning and something about it. it makes my hands really tired. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, there's not really elasticity. Yeah. Um, it's compared to wool, it's a hard fiber. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a plant material. Um, but yeah, I, I love cotton, but I do, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, so I'm glad to hear that though, taking it in little bites. Yeah. I think that's (laughs) what I'll do. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Well, should we move on to some New Year's fibery resolutions? We should. Should we? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I think I'm excited to hear what you have to talk about here. Um, uh, do you want to ping pong back and forth again? Or yeah, do you want to go straight through it? What do you want to do? 
Hmm. 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 <laughs> Why don't we go? Well, let's go straight through this time. We'll mix it up. All right. Sounds good. Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really want to spin more yarn with intention. Mm. So uh, often I spin for exploration and play, Mm -hmm. which I don't, that's not something I will stop. But what happens is I end up with one beautiful, wonderful skein and one. Yeah. (laughs) And I love that. And just to give some backstory, um, years ago when I was before I had a kid and when I was doing shows very regularly, um, I was hand spinning a lot and selling my mm-hmm. hand spun. Um, so I was doing a lot of just one skeins that are unique, special items. Right. Um, and really, I so adore doing that. That's not something I will ever stop. But over time, uh, I've really come to realize that I would like to spin larger quantities mm-hmm. for specific projects and yes. really plan through that, which I have yet to do. I haven't, I've been like thinking about it and like, oh yes, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know. I just haven't really taken that leap yet. Mm-hmm. So that's something I really want to do this coming year. Even if I only do it for one sweater or shawl or pair of socks or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I want to really plan for a specific project, start to finish, like the whole thing yeah. um, awesome. and make sure I've spun enough and all that jazz. Um, so that's, that's one of my big things. And I've been talking about doing that for a long time and have yet to do it. So I feel like now I'm accountable. I've said yeah. it out loud. I've it's said it out loud. Recorded. Been recorded. <laughs> and it's permanent. <laughs> it's permanent. I'll hold you to it oh. because a year from today, we'll do this episode again, I'm sure. And yes. we'll see what happened. We'll be pulling yes. up these notes and wondering what happened. Right. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's, that's what we're doing now, awesome. in a year today in a year from today. Um, so that's one of my, I think that's probably my top resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. And then others are, I really want to focus more on my handmade slash secondhand wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to, if I need to, if I do need to purchase clothing, um, I'm going to really try to stick to purchasing secondhand. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking I, my language. I really, this is something I've been slowly building mm-hmm. on. Um and then if I, well, not if, and I want to try to start doing some more handmade garment pieces, not just knitting. I'd like to attempt some sewing. I think I'll start maybe with like a t-shirt or something really simple, or at least in my mind, that sounds simple. Maybe it's not. I can <laughs> help you with this. Okay. This is a, a thing where I can help you. Excellent. Yeah. yeah I have some good patterns too. For, yes. For, um you know, the first time just putting a couple of darts in mm-hmm. to like a shell style tank you can layer over, right? Or Excellent. easing the sleeve in on your first t-shirt. You know, it's a 
it's not easy. <laughs> Some yeah, of those I'm things like, are, hmm. are a pain. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have gathered puff sleeves. How did that happen? <laughs> Lovely. I'm a Victorian era yes, t-shirt yes. wearer. I love it. That's um, a great idea. I love that that's in your in your resolutions. Yeah. That's and really that's something one. I've been like trying. I haven't been sewing, but I've been trying to push more of my handmade yeah. knit things that I wear. So yeah. I'd like to incorporate more of the sewing part because yeah. I don't really want 10 knit t-shirts <laughs> right, right. rather have something a little lighter yeah. um and then lastly I think this is something I have been doing but I'm really excited to embrace it more and really be more thoughtful about it not just with myself but with my daughter's things and our general like linens and things, Mm -hmm. um, but mending. Mm -hmm. Um, That is something I have done for, I don't know, a handful of years I've been doing small mending things. And um, so I'm trying to like really not throw away textiles, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And like if I get a pair of jeans that are just so – I've just been cutting them up and setting them aside for like patches and things like that. Yeah. Um, So I'd like to spend more time on when I find something that needs to be mended at home, really just if it's something that can be worked on periodically, then do that. But there are some things like we have a bedspread that has a hole in it. And it really just needs, it wouldn't take long to fix, Mm -hmm. but I just, I keep looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. (laughs) I would like to do it and um, not just keep staring at it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's hard to sometimes find inspiration in mending, you know, because it's not, it doesn't have that feeling of novelty, but it is satisfying. Yes. Finish those things is satisfying. But I have a sweater of my husband's behind me over here Mm. that um, the first time he wore it, he popped the the head hole was just needed to be a little bigger. Oh, no. Um, Above the ribbing, it had a little rolled garter Mm -hmm. trim. And I had done a lot of decreasing before there just because the pattern called for it. And I just need to rip that thing back to the ribbing and just end it at the rib. And that's this. We're talking like 30 minutes of my life, I think. So rip it out and bind off and probably just bind it off yeah <laughs> okay and that's not too bad i haven't done it you can do it i know but to <laughs> me that's like a version of mending you know it's just yep. sort of like finding the mojo to to do that yeah so. yeah i get but, it yeah but all those things the theme of sort of like um you know seeing through your spinning from start to finish sort of ex- expanding that process a little bit more mm-hmm. towards your like even putting even an additional layer into your handmade wardrobe. Yeah. You know, there's, there's themes here with these three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I really appreciate. So, yeah. Which wasn't intentional actually. No, I know that we're tired. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm so organized and (gasps) yeah. No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So what are, what are your resolutions for? Well, they're all unrelated to each other. Well, that's okay. It didn't have to be related. I know. I'm just a weirdo. (laughs) Well, okay. The first one is I want to explore singles. 
Oh, I, tell me more. I feel like, I feel like that sounds like I'm going to get back on the dating market or something. <laughs> Is there an app for that? There Yarn, should be, dating yarns? Is oh, there, there should yarn? totally be a singles hmm. website for single knitters who like to knit with singles yarns. I think that would be great. Think of all the puns you could have. Yeah, you could, could be, be like, I, my mind's going to places it shouldn't go right now. <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking about various plies and numbers oh. and things. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can envision some of these things, I think. <laughs> be so uh. fun. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Hilarious. But so I, I never, I never purchase singles. I, Wait, what? Never? I virtually never. I always turn away from singles. Here's the thing. <gasps> Let me tell you a little thing about <sighs> I really love a tight twist. Love mm-hmm. a tight twist. I like squoosh, squishy, squishy <laughs> factor in my knitting. Um, I tend to shoot the middle. I I knit in worsted weight mm-hmm. almost all the time. Occasionally I'll drop down to DK or sport. Occasionally I'll go up, but I really hang out in the middle. Yeah. Um, and so I have never really gravitated to singles. And I see when I see them in the shop or I, or I touch them in things, I think about all the pilling that I can expect to happen. I think about breakage. Are they going to break while I'm Mm -hmm. even just drawing the yarn from this, from the ball or whatever? Will I find breakage there? I I have all these thoughts about it. Yeah. So, and a lot of it, I'm sure a bunch of preconceived notions that I have, but, um, (laughs) and the drape, I think about the drape I may or may not get of the fabric. Mm -hmm. Will it be kind of crispy? Will it, you know, what will the final hand be of the fabric? So Mm -hmm. I have this sort of like thing about singles, but I, the fact is though, I'm so judgy, judgy (laughs) because I haven't knit up a lot of fabric in singles. So what do I know? How come I've you're decided? missing out? I'm right. telling you now you're missing yep. out. <laughs> How come I've decided? Right. Yeah. Why have I decided that it'll be too irregular for me? Why have I decided that it's going to pill too much? Why have I decided all these things? Yeah. Um, Cause those are things that are true of applied yarns. Yes. So I think uh-huh. I have unfairly judged singles. You're so misjudge. Misjudgy. So (laughs) I have a wonderful neighbor who is a knitter who recently bestowed upon me a bag of, do you want any of this? And if you don't pass it on. And in there was the most beautiful vintage singles yarn from a farm up in Maine. Really? And enough for a sweater. (gasps) Jackpot. So I was like, what? You've got to be kidding me. I am going to make this work for me. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to put that into a sweater. I've actually already found um, a sweater I think will work great for it. That actually the original yarn that it was designed in was a singles mm. and a lightweight single. So I think it's going to be really exciting to to see. And I'm sure I'll enjoy its color work as a color work yoke. So I'm sure I'll awesome. enjoy the grabbiness of the yeah. Of the color work yoke. So that's one. And then another one that I literally have to keep stopping myself from buying like <laughs> all year long. I've been stopping myself is I really want to work in uh Noro Ito, one of those giant barrels yes. of yarn. Oh, it is. Oh, that yarn is just gorgeous. And I see so many patterns mm-hmm. that I love by Noro for that mm-hmm. yarn. Yeah. Um, so I think there's singles in 2021. Oh. I'm going to get back on the singles market. <laughs> So that's one. I won't tell Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm excited about that. Yes. Well, that's good. So one recommendation I have for you, um, 
when using a singles yarn, depending on how strong it is and the fiber it's made out of, I highly recommend before you start your project to make a swatch. Yeah. And wash it or treat it any way you plan to treat the finished item. Because one thing that can, isn't always, but can be difficult with a singles is if you have to frog or if you've really buggered something up. Um, So if you're going to make a sweater, I highly recommend doing the thing not everyone likes. (laughs) Watch for it. Yeah. Um, I know it's too sticky to, to frog it. So it can be done, but um, sometimes when you frog a singles, if it is a sticky yarn or something like that, it can just, it'll, it could take you longer to frog it than it did to knit it. And I'm yeah. not even joking you. No, that's frustrating. Um, but it is possible. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's super exciting. I yeah. can't wait to see what you think of singles Yeah, and how you like the single life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's one. Oh gosh. And then the other two, I really, uh, have to do. So I would love to stash bust some sock weight yarn on my little, Mm. my little teeny tiny 10 inch rigid head of loom. Oh, awesome. My little cricket loom. I, I have a big, (laughs) a big rigid head of loom because I had these notions in my head that I would make basically bolts of woven fabric and then I would cut and sew them. so like you're spinning yarn all the way through to end i had it in mind that i would that's what i would do and so i have a very large rigid huddle loom you can still do those things i know i know i may i may someday (laughs) but last year for my birthday so that's getting getting to be almost a year ago i Mm -hmm. asked for the little baby cricket loom because i thought if i had the little guy i would play with texture and Mm -hmm lace and you know pick up stitches and I would quickly whip off a bunch of sort of scarf length type of things yeah and play and practice yeah on the cricket because it's just a lot less obnoxious to warp than the big thing mm-hmm. um and that's in my closet and I have never mm-hmm. used it once well which is a crime so that's a great I am resolution going to get on that loom this year and do what I said. Um, And I have a lot of um, really awesome, like one skein, really big, generous, like 400 or 600 yard skeins of sock yarns that I've been traveling. And that yarn goes a long way when you're weaving. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited to bust through those and a bunch of um, one of a kind, like hand dyes I did. Mm -hmm. So I just recently for Christmas received uh, the heddle that I, the dent size that I need for. Oh, awesome. So I'm going to get on that thing and I'm going to do it. Yay. That's exciting. So that's that's cool. I can't wait to see what you do with those things. Ah. I know it's going to be fun. Um, And then my third resolution is something I was doing a lot during the pandemic. And then I got kind of fell off my yarn diet a little bit. So I want to get back to Mm it. Which is, uh, I had sort of a two steps forward, one step back approach to my stash busting. So mm-hmm. I had kind of committed to making two projects from stash yarn before I would indulge in procuring new yarn. Oh. So while the rate of increase of stash <laughs> was not <laughs> flat, I did not go for a flat graph. Uh, yeah. I wasn't truly on a yarn diet, but it meant that I could still... Um, 
you know, procure and try and play with yarns that were newer, newer concepts, newer mm-hmm. colors, you know, things like that. But still responsibly before I put one thing in the stash, I was getting two out before I was putting one in. Yeah, that's a good and plan. I did that when the shutdown started and it was so rewarding. Yeah. I'd like make two sweaters and then I would supply a sweater <laughs> and then I would make two and then I would supply one. Yeah. So, and there are other benefits to doing this too, because another thing I find, which is happening right now with a sweater that I'm making is I, you know, you can't source it again. The longer you wait to mm-hmm. make the sweater, the longer yeah. it's in your stash, the more likely that the color or the yarn or whatever is going to be discontinued. And of course you always mm-hmm. supply enough or more than enough to be sure. Oh, yes, of course. Um, but <laughs> to be sure that doesn't happen. But even right now, I think it's highly unlikely, extremely unlikely, but there's a small possibility based on row gauge. Mm-hmm. So not stitch width, right? But based yeah. on row gauge, I might I might be playing a little bit of yarn chicken with a sweater that Ooh. I've been waiting for years to make. Oh, no. Hence the Googling that happened this morning. To Uh-oh. see if I can locate. Um, and I think I can. But see, that's the okay. thing. Like this, I should have knit this sweater three years ago. Yeah. I'm just as inspired now to do it. But like, mm-hmm. why has it been sitting there in my stash? You know? It's just sometimes I feel like you so passionately want to do something, make something, whatever. And there's just other things that I know. Whatever for whatever reason, whether yeah. it's happy or not. <laughs> yeah come before and then you get to a point where you're like dang it I'm doing this it cannot wait anymore I've wanted to do this I'm gonna do it it's happening and you're gonna find a way and you'll you'll get your yarn if you need your yarn yeah it'll happen I might have already clicked that button just in case this morning (laughs) and you know what I may not need it (laughs) I know and I may not even need it but I will have there's a lot of color work in this sweater so I will have a lot of remnants and multi-colors or lots of colors and it's the ivory the base color Mm -hmm. that I'm worried about running out so I thought to myself well worst case scenario Uh, I can over dye it right yeah or um and there's also a couple little babies on the way this year so perfect the nice weight for that too so but Excellent. Two steps forward, one back. I'm gonna bomb out two sweaters before I, before I buy the Ito that I really want. All right. <laughs> Should I be holding this to you? Yes, holding please. You to this. Okay. Yes, please. Because right. I think the Ito is an investment. So it absolutely is. It's really I, a luxury yarn. So I have I, to say, I it's worth it. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. I'm gonna go back to my shopping cart. No, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. All oh, right. Oh my gosh. Well, shall yeah. we look ahead a little bit? Yeah. So. What can you expect, our dear listeners, from Rumple and the Frog in 2021? Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. So should we announce our little our little break? Well, yes. We start there? So that people know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do that? All right. So we are going to be taking a small season break, but we will be back with brand new episodes and really great juicy fluffy buttery weird word things that i'm saying i love it <laughs> episodes in february 2021 so we're going to be taking off um from publishing episodes in january and we're going to be using that time to get loads of delightful content for you our favorite folks out there in the world who are listening now 
and we're going to be doing some planning for future things beyond the beginning of the new year. And I think our next season recording is going to be even better than this last one, which I have to say, it's been pretty awesome. I think, I mean, maybe I'm biased, (laughs) but it's been pretty great. It has Um, been great. But I think um, looking ahead, we're going to have some really, really awesome things. Um, One thing that Amy and I were talking about is we want to kind of regroup and beef up our folklore fairy tale aspect of the podcast a little bit more because we've Mm kind of, we've been continuing to do that, but we've, we've been busy and Mm -hmm. some of that has kind of dissipated just a little because we've been we've got a lot going on people Mm -hmm. um and then one other thing I will say before we move on from this little bit is that we are going to be uh going back to a schedule of an episode a full episode every other week and that's our main schedule and if we should happen to have an extra episode here and there we'll toss those in but our overall schedule for 2021 will be an episode every other week um and i and we think that that's gonna really i mean our content will just blossom Mm -hmm. and bloom beautifully with that i think so yeah um yeah so what else would you like to add there well, so in addition to coming back in February for episodes every other week, um, maybe we can do a little tiny teaser of some of those episodes that we think are coming up. Yes, so, uh, that sounds good. So um, just like the phoenix rising <laughs> from the ashes, we plan to come back in February with an episode on the phoenix. So yes. that will be a focus uh- of our mythology and folklore coming up mm-hmm. and we thought it would be nice in February to kind of keep a fun theme going of fire and ice so get yeah. excited about the phoenix and the yeti oh my gosh I can't wait <laughs> in February. it's gonna be amazing and we also um can see from our listenership that our March or that our sorry our previous uh mini series from the fall on real life giants was a big hit I think mm-hmm. um, listeners enjoyed coming back for more under the same theme. Yeah. So we'll be doing uh, March. There are three episodes based on the calendar of March 2021. So we'll be doing a March mini series too. So you can look forward to all those things that we will be um, researching and planning in January to bring to you in February and March. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then I think lastly, we just really want to say thank you to all of our listeners because you're amazing Mm -hmm. and we so appreciate you tuning in and sharing and joining us in this adventure and so many of you have reached out to us either through email or via the podcast webs uh the oh man anchor through Mm -hmm. the messaging system and then on instagram and we so appreciate your involvement and we are so grateful that you are listening and we hope to continue giving you really awesome things to listen to and enjoy. Yeah. And maybe it's a good time to mention that while we're in our planning stages, I I can imagine we'll still be sort of posting works in progress on Instagram yes. and maybe giving some little teasers about what might be coming. 
So that will be a great place for you to communicate with us Mm -hmm. to let us know maybe is there a folklore topic or something on your Oh, yeah. Because before we have it all laid out, if we hear from you, we can certainly include any topics that you might want to hear more about. Frog. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. we. So this is what we're going to be doing then. (laughs) In the coming couple of weeks, maybe I'll we'll do some posts on Instagram inviting our listeners Mm -hmm. to give a couple of ideas for future episodes. I think that would be awesome. We'll do that. Uh, That'll be part of our posting. Um, And our Instagram is Rumpel and the Frog. And if you're looking to get in touch with us via email, it's hello at Mm rumpelandthefrog.com. Our website is rumpelandthefrog.com. And what else? Is that, that's it, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think through there, they'll be able to find us. Excellent. All right. Well, again, we thank you again for all the support and the listening and all the fibery camaraderie. It's been uh, one of the best parts of the year. Yes, sure. this has been the Amazing. highlight of yeah. new things for my year awesome. doing this with you. So this has been good. Good. All right. Well, so until February. But, oh, actually, before <laughs> we do that, before yes. we do, I just, I want to say that it's Rumpel's birthday eve. Aw, you're Happy so sweet. Birthday, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, all right. Well, it's Aww. so long for now as it's time for us to return to the woods, <laughs> quite literally, for a month <laughs> to hibernate and to forge yep. <laughs> some more. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be back very soon with more stories and more stitching. Until we meet again. Happy, happy stitching. stitching. And happy new year. And happy new year. <laughs>